Welcome to a special edition of the Fraudian Slip, the Identity Theft Resource Center's podcast where we talk about all things identity compromise, crime, and fraud that impact people and businesses. I'm Eva Velasquez, the CEO of the ITRC, and this week we're collaborating with the Federal Trade Commission in honor of Identity Theft Awareness Week. During this week, the FTC and its partners will host free informational events focused on avoiding and recovering from identity theft, fraud, and scams. There are many misconceptions about identity crimes, including the notion that only certain folks are at risk. While it's true that identity crimes affect generations differently, no one is immune. For those that believe our younger generation isn't at risk because they haven't built up wealth or not yet high wage earners and have not built robust credit profiles, let this conversation be a reminder that it's not about any of the things I just mentioned. The bad actors are seeking our identity credentials and our PII as that is what they need to commit identity crimes. Here to help us build our foundational knowledge and to get to the bottom of what risks college students are facing is Terry Miller, Consumer Education Specialist with the Federal Trade Commission, and students from around the country who will ask us their most pressing questions about identity theft and fraud. Welcome, everyone. Here to chat with us about job scams is Joseph from Kenyon College. Joseph, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. My first question is this. Job applications ask for a lot of personal information in a lot of different places. How can I protect my identity when I'm applying for jobs online? Oh, that's such a good one. Um, I know that students are always um, out looking for, you know, how they can earn a little bit of extra cash while they're in school. And I think one of the most important things to remember is that there is limited information that a company needs uh, during the recruitment phase of you know, just applying for a job. There is no reason for you to provide your identity credentials like your social security number and, and things of that nature until you've received the job offer. So of course, an employer is going to want you know, your name and um, your, you know, contact information and uh, your history and things like that. But I would stay away from any recruitments that are asking for those core identity credentials as part of that first phase. That is very likely a scam. Uh, do you have anything to add, Terry? Yeah, I would, I would add doing your research. Um, if you are contacted for a job online, just make sure that you check out that job posting on the actual company's website. So maybe you look up that company online. Also keeping in mind that often the first search results that you get are ads um, and may not actually be legit. But once you find that company's website, find the job that you're looking at um, on that actual website. And then I would also just add to, it's always good to search the company. Maybe you type in the company's name and complaint or scam and see what other folks are saying. I know there's also, you know, job review um, websites where you can check those things. But if you see anything that, you know, doesn't make sense that they're making huge promises about big salaries and guaranteed positions, those might be signs that, you know, this may be a scam or maybe it just doesn't, you know, doesn't sit well with you and it, it's time to walk away. And we also, I'll just promote really quickly um, that we have <clears throat> more resources for looking 
the URL for us would be ftc.gov slash jobscan. Awesome. You got another question for us, Joseph? Yeah, thank you so much. What's a common job scam that might affect college students? You know, I, I think oftentimes when we're trying to give people advice, we make the mistake of just rattling off the, the types of jobs, you know, mystery shoppers, envelope stuffing. But I personally think it's really about jobs that appeal to college students, busy lives and challenging schedules. So it's things that are saying, you know, full work from home, flexible hours, no experience necessary and a decent starting wage. Um, of course, those jobs do exist, but I, I think the old adage of if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is that that's a, a red flag. And those are the types of scams that we're we're really seeing are these sort of dream jobs that are out there for college students that um, pay very, very well with very, very little effort and impact on your life. Um, I would really look at those very cautiously before I applied. I would agree. Got Thank another you. question for us, Joseph? Thank you. I do. Um, how do I make sure the jobs I find online are legit? Well, you know, Terry actually covered a lot of that. So I just, I, I'll reiterate that um, doing your homework before you provide any information to the company, you can definitely find their website, um, look up, you're going to want to do this anyway, to know if it's a company that you want to work for, you know, get some um, background on them. Uh, you can look them up on third-party websites like the Better Business Bureau, Glassdoor, um, Googling the job. Uh, Googling the company name and maybe job scam or complaints or scam. Those, that was all stuff that Terry said, and it's great advice. You can even um, locate the phone number for the company. Now, this is key. If you can't easily find the contact information for the company on the posting and you can't find it online, that's a huge red flag. And then if you do find the phone number, give them a call. Um, make sure that, you know, ask them, Hey, I just want to ensure that this is a legitimate, um, job that you guys have posted. You might even get a few bonus points for initiative there. If you do that, and you'll give yourself the peace of mind, knowing that it's a legitimate employment opportunity. Anything to add there, Terry? I think you've covered most of it, Eva. <laughs> um, I, I would say, you know, also just using safe and reliable sources whenever possible. So, you know, if you're looking for um, government jobs, you're going to look at usajobs.gov. Um, we also talk about the Department of Labor site. So careeronestop.org is also a good one. And also, you know, Joseph, you're a student. And so you have a campus uh, career center that is also going to be invested in, in helping you in your job search. So tapping into that resource that you have on campus. Um, I also think it maybe just covering really quick the job search platforms that are out there. If someone reaches out to you out of the blue on one of those platforms, I think it's also really important as you're doing that research to ask yourself, how do they know about me? Um, you know, what are they asking me? Are they making me any um, unusual promises, any grandiose promises before you go too far into um, applying for that job. Um, and again, like Eva said, just doing the research whenever you find a job that you're interested in. This has been a great conversation. Thank you both for being here. 
You can learn more about Identity Theft Awareness Week's other free events by visiting ftc.gov slash idtheftweek. If you think you've been a victim of an identity crime or want to minimize your risk of becoming a victim, you can find FTC resources at identitytheft.gov, and you can reach the ITRC by calling 888-400-5530 or visiting us at idtheftcenter.org to get started. Be sure to join us next week on our sister podcast, The Weekly Breach Breakdown. Until then, thanks for listening.